Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, as always, with my good friend, media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, buddy. Hey, everybody. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Hello. I'm doing I'm doing a lot better yeah. than I was last week. <laughs> <laughs> so remember when I was like, excuse me if I feel, if if I sound more like a man than, than normal? Yeah. yeah. And, and I said, oh, hopefully it's just sinus. No, it wasn't sinus. COVID. It, no, it wasn't COVID or flu. It, it was something, I don't know, it kicked my tail. And I was down for the count. Apparently, people can't just get sick anymore. No. Like, you get anything. It's like, oh, you hear about so-and-so? Yeah. I think they got COVID. I mean, today is really the first day I feel like a human being. So, Mm. And we had the Grace Changes Everything weekend, and I missed it. (laughs) But uh, I I heard it was a fantastic and and a great experience for a lot of people. Yeah, shout out to that group. I I know Jared and April Brogdon's first and last name, so I'm shouting them out. (laughs) But the Musics and the Inman's. And Roberts. Roberts. They yep. did a fantastic job putting this on, and they, from start to finish, everyone that was there knew that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit was in the room. Yeah, yeah. Grace is a powerful thing, and Justin preached on that on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, today, so up to this point, we have had two special guests on the show. Mm-hmm. Jared was our first. No, it was nope. Kristen, Kristen Bembry was, was our first. first. Our kids' pastor, and then Jared was on a couple of weeks ago. Who, he was helping promoting promoting yeah, changes everything. Yeah. So today we have our third special guest, and this guest doesn't like to be in third place. That's horrible. Who wants that? That's second place loser. Second loser. But I'll give you a couple of clues before I tell you who it is. So see if you can guess before we introduce. His favorite number is the number five. I believe that was his number in a lot of sports. Mine too. Really? Yeah, I was always five. If you look closely, you'll see that number five sometimes on Sundays. He comes from a family of five, and he has a family of five. I'm not going to ask you if you know who it is, Josh, because you're sitting right next to him. Mm. But it is the one, the only, our student. And worship pastor, Justin Crenshaw. Welcome to the show, Justin. Hello. <laughs> hey, everyone. She, she built First you up time. like a wrestler and you went, hello. Uh, I need to sell it. No, I'm going to sell yeah. it. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm excited to be on here. I've been having a little FOMO. I'm like, I can't wait to get asked to be on this thing. This is great. I'm finally here. I'm glad. The day has come. That's right. That's right. So Justin and I, you know, we... Uh, you know, we talk about our messages and we plan out stuff, you know, we look at series and everything and, and Justin shares some of the preaching responsibilities as well, which is wonderful for, for me, uh, to hear someone else. And, and, and then a lot of times I use those breaks to actually be looking ahead and then it's just always fantastic for Justin too, for, for the, you know, a lot of people to hear from, of course, our students hear from them you know, all the time, and um, but for others to be able to hear him, hear his heart, hear his heart for ministry. So, um, and l- <laughs> we had a plan. You know how we have plans. And uh, you were going to preach this coming Sunday, and I was going to do last week. And uh, I send my friend Justin a text and said, hey, buddy, so how far along are you on your message? Because I'm dying over here. And uh, you said, I got it, as as you do. And um and then you ended up tossing out those notes altogether. So um, tell us kind of, of course, it was on that, the uh, part of the Grace Changes Everything weekend. It was the Sunday after. So uh, what was what was going on with you? Uh, well, I got a chance to attend the weekend, just mm-hmm. to attend it. You Isn't know, that nice? Know, it is, it is. To I, just be able to show yeah. up. I mean, of course, I, you know, I, you know, we led, I led, you know, worship and stuff, but I, I, we were planning on being here, my wife and I. You got to sit next to your wife did. at a thing. We we never, ever, ever get to do that. We don't get to worship together mm-hmm. very much, and mm. so it was just good to be 
a part of the weekend and just see other people taking responsibility and leadership roles and sitting me sitting back and enjoying it and taking it in and really being a participant mm-hmm. you know yep. so it was nice it was good and I, and I as as we went through the weekend I just kind of you know I had you know obviously I got the text from you I got the text from you and um I had I had an idea of where I was going to go this mm-hmm. coming Sunday and then as the weekend unfolded and the the conversations and the videos and all the this stuff going on I said you know you know what I think is is a great doxy praxy subject is grace. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I had multiple conversations with uh, not just kids but adults who grew up in the church and would say things like, "You know what? I'm not real sure about this grace. Thing. <laughs> I'm not real sure. I did. We weren't. Yeah. We did, yeah. It wasn't a subject conversation very much. And I thought, what are we? This is the church. Yeah. This is the church where grace is the lifeblood of the church. Where how can it? How can it not be? Mm-hmm. You know, how how can that be a thing? Right. But we're not talking about this. Yeah. And there's so many misconceptions on obviously we don't know how it works, but yeah. we need to talk about it. We need mm-hmm. to it needs to be a conversation that comes up. So. Yeah, I think um you know, I, I think it kind of for different people, it could be the background of the church they grew up in, maybe more of their doctrine. They didn't want, lean more heavily, you know, one way or the other, or whatever, but like I know for me in the in where I was um, as a seeking and then new believer, I was 24 years old, so I'd had 24 years of screw ups <laughs> under my belt, and um, grace is exactly what I was seeking out. I, I don't know, I couldn't have put a name on it at that point, but once I started reading scripture, the grace came. I saw that come out of the. Even when there were no words that said grace, I, I saw that, I felt that. And um, so I do think kind of stage of life and, you know, maybe whatever kind of consistent teaching you might be receiving, it makes sense that there's people that are going, I sat in a pew for, you know, decades and didn't really understand grace. Or, um, yeah, yeah, I, I see. I mean, it, it's it's baffling on one hand, but then it also makes sense why people don't have a better understanding of it, mm-hmm. you know, so. For sure. I mean, I grew up in a denomination that you didn't hear about it hardly at all. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, so when I come to uh, First United at the time and hearing you and Bob talk about grace, I'm like, it's a thing, but I didn't realize it was this big of a deal. Hmm. Like, it wasn't a top-level thought process in my faith. Mm-hmm. Grace wasn't a top-level uh, faith factor. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you the greatest lesson or understanding you can ever have of grace and other things, but we're talking about grace, is to have an experience where you need it. Where you need it. Yep. And... And that's, you know, and that's where I was when I came to it. And, um, you know, I try to, try to, te- I've had some conversations with Mallory, who's not even quite 10. I'm sure there's going to be some grace moments that I'm going to need to offer to her coming up. Right, Justin? Yeah, for sure. He's got some, he, he's ahead of me in that game with, but, you know, that's like, you know, but that is the, you learn grace when you, when you need it and you've got to seek it from somebody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, and I told the story Sunday, yesterday, about my grandfather, mm-hmm. and just uh, you know, it's a, it's it's kind of a, it seems like a cookie cutter story, but you know, we're throwing a baseball and we break mm-hmm. a window. My grandfather says to me, you know, you, you break the window, you're gonna replace it, you know, you're gonna buy it, and you're gonna, and they say, yeah, yeah, whatever. We're not gonna break the window. <laughs> we end up breaking the window, of course. <laughs> what? No, that would never happen. And he walks out and stands there and looks, looks at me, looks at the window, looks at me, looks at the window, and walks back in, says not said a word. Next day, he's fixing it himself. Mm-hmm. Never brings it up to me ever, ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wiped clean. Yeah, that that blemish, right? So, yeah, that's and, like the later years I learned a lot about. Yeah, <laughs> it hit me. I thought that's yeah. I I really appreciated that story. Um, as I was sitting at home watching the service on live stream. Thank you, Josh. And, and you were talking about that and that you later at your 
papa's papa's what you call mm-hmm. them at your papa's funeral is when you actually had that epiphany that that was a grace moment you know that that was a lesson in grace yeah well it, it at the moment yeah it, even as i'm telling the story it hits me and yeah. i be, i'm overcome you know it you know yeah grief and i'm i'm missing him but it just hit me this was the gospel mm-hmm personified in that yeah. moment and I just missed it for all those years. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think, you know, Josh, you mentioned the denomination you grew up in that didn't you didn't really talk a lot about grace and and that could be a denominational thing. It could also just be a, a local church, you know, from one yeah. church to another. But there is a fear that people have of the abuse of grace. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to go there because they, it's not like, you know, they're we're issuing, you know, licenses to, you know, just go out and kill it and, <laughs> and then be like, you know, and then my background, uh, I grew up, uh, in the Catholic church and didn't, I went to mass, you know, because that's what you did, you know, but I did not have a, any kind of, um, seeking or, you know, understanding and, and was just kind of a rebellious person. And so if they talked about grace, I don't know. Um, I'm not putting that on them or, or putting blame or anything like that. But I will tell you that the, no, the, the knowledge or the understanding that I was taught that if I just went to confession, then everything was good. Mm. That was a license. No doubt. Didn't that was they, a license. Didn't the Catholic Church used to actually sell license indulgences? Yes, yes. That's a, yeah, that, they that's did. A, that's another podcast. Another podcast, yeah. yeah. Josh and I always say that's another podcast for another time, um, so, which we just need to have a separate podcast called Another Podcast yeah. for Another Time. Um, but yeah, they did. They sold indulgences, which, you know. That was that, a license. That was not, license, yeah. yeah. And that's, and so you could see how some people would be afraid to really preach on that. But when you... Grace is, um, gosh, it's so powerful and it's so wrapped in the love of Jesus Christ, the love of God for us through Jesus Christ, that if you're really enveloped with it, the last thing you want to do is go and waste it and sin, Yeah, you know, lose it. Yeah. I mean, and to me, that's... That's where I think people go, oh, well, you talk too much grace or you too much, you know, I don't know, brimstone or whatever. But but if you are really enveloped in it, like, you don't want to lose that. Yeah. You, you want right. to live in that. So. Well, what I found is that, you know, most Christians um, or, you know, Christ followers or, or right down to regular church attenders, what I found is that um, grace for the com- for the average person goes no further than the forgiveness of sin. Yes, mm-hmm. just like the broad, yep. the general topic of initial mm-hmm. forgiveness mm-hmm. of sin, right? And it goes no further than that. But what we find is is that grace is like the oil in a in a vehicle. It's like it, it's 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 running through all of mm-hmm. it. Like you know what I mean? Like Without it, it just doesn't run. Right. Without it, I'm not able to ha- to forgive anyone. <laughs> right. Without you know, without grace, I- I'm I'm not able to be empowered to mm-hmm. to even come close to following Jesus right. on a daily basis or moment by moment. I yeah, mean, that's like it's you know, it's so true because you think about some of the aspects of of uh, faith, and I think about the word discipline, and Discipline with grace is a lot different than discipline with law. You know, um, we can still teach our children lessons and teach it in grace. Do sometimes they need they need the you know they need to get what they get? Yeah, but if it's given in grace, then there's love on the other side of it. You know, and we want to impart that to our kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that they can impart that to their kids and so they can be people who can be graceful people and live that with other people. And so it's like, there's so many aspects of our faith that we go, okay, well, um, you know, you need to have knowledge. Well, of course, but knowledge with grace is a powerful thing. 
because it it now it's not let me tell you what I know it's listen there's something that I've experienced and I have learned and I want you to know it too because it's it's amazing I and mean, it's different yeah. the flip side of knowledge without grace mm-hmm. is pride pride yeah yeah you know let me let me impress you with what I know um, or any area in life mm-hmm. minus grace is pride yep you know yep. self-sufficiency independence of God mm-hmm. you know what I mean any area of life is that way I found yeah that's powerful yeah. Ooh, grace grace um what was the um in, in our as you were kind of deciding to change your, your messages up and I'm glad you did. Um, you know, sometimes we can have our plans, but we'll let God change him whenever he wants to. But, um, that you, you know, in your conversations, like in the small groups that in not telling us the stories, but that, you know, they broke into small groups during the, the weekend. Um, you know, where you were just kind of like, we need to go here. We've, we've got to go there. Yeah. I, I, just kind of looking at the responses of people around the room and there, you know, as a video would play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then in the groups we would discuss the video and then we'd have some questions and it just became apparent to me that people's eyes got a little wider when they understood that when God says he loves and accepts you mm. like you are, you are loved and accepted like you are. There are there are no conditions on that. And there's I, no like fine print like on the on like a car none you know deal or whatever. But for me, I all I go no duh. You know, right. you know what I mean? For me, I go wait no. That's a foundational thing for mm-hmm. me that I f- I figured it out. I guess you know long time ago. And, and obviously, I don't always live that. But I, I, I mm-hmm. here's what I I got to thinking. We. Uh, as Christ followers, say we believe in grace, but our lives absolutely do not reflect that. Mm-hmm. Not, on, not only in the receiving of grace, but in the giving. Giving. Of it. Mm-hmm. We we our lives almost across the board, Shannon, mm-hmm. Josh, don't reflect that we really, really believe that grace is that good. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a limit to it somewhere. God has to say. You know what? I'm done. I've reached my limit because we reach our limit. We reach it with other. So therefore, we we impose our our limitations and how what we feel like is possible or plausible, and we put that on God. Mm-hmm. And we say it, it it must be that way with God too. There's there's no there's zero chance that God is going to put up with me <laughs> a thousand percent of the time for mm-hmm. the rest of my life for the rest of eternity. And be be patient and loving and merciful toward me. Yeah, will I receive discipline from God? Even discipline, like you said, is mm-hmm. wrapped in grace. Even Oof, that is wrapped yes. in grace. And Thank so you, Lord. It's not a it's not a fear of you know um, rejection or a fear of of, of punishment. But mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a I'm honoring God because the love that He's shown just it just it crushes me almost. Right. So right. that was my thought. I thought. I assume for a long time that gra- it, like the top lo- level of understanding and belief for our church people mm-hmm. is that grace is a thing. It is all that we say that it is. The cross is enough. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that we say, and yet people still struggle with that belief. Like yeah. how yeah. how that fits into their normal life. Well, and what else in our culture is is showing grace? Nothing. I can't think of anything. Not right now, especially. Yeah, I, I just We're can't. Just and I'm not saying time. we look to culture, but if, but I'm thinking of the the person who's searching, who's wanting to understand, who maybe can't, they don't grasp it, but they because they look around and there's, I mean, they, you know, because maybe they, they've got that sweet old granny that they love so much that's showing grace, but other than that, the rest of the world doesn't. And we bait and in our heart of hearts we have a need for it so we try to we try to fill that hole that god's grace should be filling mm-hmm. or that we're not reaching out for and we try to fill it with all these other things that just numb numb us yeah yep and Com- maybe comfortably numb as, yes. comfortably numb. as pink floyd yeah, that's told right. us david gilmore thank Oof. you thank you 
Um, that name drop. That's is that. That's fine. Can I do that? Are you guys right. friends? Okay, like, no. you know? <laughs> did you open up for him one no. time? I, I would love to be his friend, David Gilmore, if you're listening. <laughs> oh my goodness! Here's, here's his number. Yeah, that's right. Here it yeah. is. I'm a, I'm a guitarist. I, I Shannon. I, one thing I thought was is that you know maybe, and we're not placing this on any one church. You know, my mm-hmm. church, the church we grew up in, or whatever. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think the church capital C. Yep. I think it, it partially we're to blame for this. Not not in just teaching Shannon, but in living this out. In like, living. In praxi. In in praxi. Yep. Right. Just modeling that maybe, mm-hmm. or making it a priority to let that be the lifeblood mm-hmm. because we were you know, and part of it's just being human and saying, well, it's, it's more about what you believe and really do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if the church is partially to blame for that. Maybe, but I think, well, I, think I would say Christ yes, because human general. beings <laughs> make up the right, church. Right. No, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe Christians in general, mm-hmm. giving grace a bad rap, so to speak. Right. We just don't live it out. We say, I need, I, I require grace, but it's mm-hmm. going to be harder for you to, to, Get it from me. Yeah. Maybe. You said something earlier that I I uh, agree with, and I think I I kind of went there as well in the first week of the Doxy-Praxy series, was for a lot of people, their grace experience was the most, the very important moment of, I believe, God, I believe you sent Jesus. I believe you have sent him. I believe he died for my sins, and I believe he rose from the dead. And... And and that is the most important, but we're we have a life like as long as God has us here drawing breath, like we should be maturing in that. And what I see about grace is yes, it starts with our. I, I think it starts with us going, "Wow, I need grace." You know, I I need like I'm a mess, and and I want God to you know like and and I. I need that unmerited, you know, favor, you know. Um, but in our maturing, we should start to practice grace mm. and it not just be a receiving thing, Consum- but a consumer uh, yeah, of grace. Yeah, right. We right. start being a contributor of grace. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And that's where, um, you know, I've mentioned our kids a couple of times. I think it's a lot, it's real easy for us to, um, have grace for our children because we love our children. But But then then there's these knuckleheads around, you know, and sometimes it's not as easy um, to practice that. And that's, that's the challenge for me. That's kind of where I am. We had, we had staff earlier and, and uh, I shared a little bit about that. Just the, the struggle that I have with, um, I want to, I want to be someone who's offering grace and I want the Holy Spirit. I want, uh, I just, I want the Lord through word, through prayer, whatever, <laughs> however he wants to work is to show me like, am I withholding grace? Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't, I, I don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. And, and we've talked about grace being so hard for us to comprehend and receive correctly. Then how can you give something that you don't even understand? Mm-hmm. Like, right. It's almost, um, we need to get down to, and, is kind of what this weekend was, was getting down to basics with grace about what it is and, and how to show it. Mm-hmm. Because grace is a two way street. Because if you if you receive some if you receive grace from God, why why and you completely understand and you feel it, how can you not give it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I agree. I, I mentioned this yesterday in my message, but I I feel like grace, as wonderful as it is. The more that we're dependent on it, and as we grow, as we used to say, grow in grace. When we, mm-hmm. as we growing, as we grow in grace, and we're getting, if we're inching closer to God, then the weight of grace gets heavier and heavier on mm-hmm. us. In a way, like mm-hmm. it's like it's too much for me to take. Like <laughs> in a, in a, in the best way, Does right? Makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. It crushes me, and therefore, like I'm so like Paul said, I. I am the worst sinner who ever lived. He said this, you know, referring to his old days. Yep. But he also said it in in reference to the present. 
the closer I get to God, the, the more I realize I need Him. Mm-hmm. Right, that yeah. kind of yeah. deal, and that that's that's what that that kind of like the dual nature of grace. It's like it's awesome. It's it's more awesome every day and more uh, weighty every day right. because th- then the burden becomes I have to now give this mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Yeah. not just be a consumer of it. I need, I need, you know. You know, and, and you read in scripture, uh, you know, like Paul, you know, the scales falling from his eyes, you know, and it is an actual thing. And I'm not saying that once you got it, you got it. I think this is a this is a pra- this is a praxy. Grace is praxy for us. It's not for God. He didn't have it some uh, give it to us sometimes and not and you know take like we're the ones, we're the imperfect ones. We've got to practice this. Um but there most definitely if I'm really leaning in and and really focusing in on grace, the scales fall from my eyes and how I view people. Mm. That's they really right. do. Yeah, for sure. And um and suddenly someone who I you know, maybe I'm just done or maybe I don't really know them and I just don't really want to engage or whatever, but then I just um stand there. I'll give an example. I've got some workers at our house and wow, they've gone, you know, just in talking to them, they've just gone through the ringer, you know, in life. And they've both had, both told me horrible examples of the, of, of church experiences when they were younger. And, um, and I'm just sitting here talking to him, but as I'm talking to him, I'm like, you know, just not that they need my grace, but I was just, I, I wanted so much for them to know, not, Hey, please come to our church. You know, we have all the answers. We will never hurt you. We will never mess up. No, no, no. I just wanted them to know the grace of God because their only experience had been through imperfect and flawed people and kind of some jerks. I mean, based on the story, um, which I'm sure no one could ever have called me a jerk and um, have a story about me. I'm sure no, I'm, never. I'm perfect, but, but the story's about me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, um, yeah, I wanted, I viewed them in that way and, and, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about, you know, one of the things I, I kind of, it hit me this weekend and I mentioned as one of my points like yesterday was that how God, how grace changes the way we see God, the way we see ourselves and the way we see others. Uh, there's there's no way that I'm able, number one, to see myself the way God does unless I'm accepting of how God sees me. If I, if I, if I'm mm. fully accepting that, you know what I mean? And then the, but the, that gets too real, Justin. No, it's dirty. It's down and dirty. <laughs> it's absolutely down and dirty, yeah. but it has to be that way. Grace is a down and dirty thing at mm-hmm. times. And the, nat- the, the byproduct of that being okay with who you are in mm-hmm. light of who God is, right. Is being okay with others and saying, you know what? Yep. I, I, I I'm going to pour out more grace than I am receiving, or I'm going to try, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I think in in our in our best of moments, then that's the goal. But we're you know we fall very very mm-hmm. really short of that. I do most of the time. Oh, I do, mm-hmm. but I think you're right. I, I I think for most people, they who wants to who wants to dig down into the nitty gritty um, of of life or life moments, uh, experiences that have affected us so much that, uh, you know, that we even want to realize we need grace. I mean, that is a, the journey of faith is it's, you know, it's not skipping, skipping down the path. I mean, sometimes it might be, but a lot of times it's stumbling and crawling and <laughs> maybe sitting down and throwing a tantrum <laughs> mm. <laughs> right where you are. You, you in that phase, aren't you right now, Josh? Oh, man. <laughs> that Kara, I can't believe she just sits down and throws a tantrum like that. No, just kidding. That's just total wife. sidebar. But <laughs> uh, the steroid prednisone, if you've ever had to give that to They're your monsters. child. They're monsters. They are monsters. They're the, the, when Adeline was born, uh, Griner was telling us about a prednisone fit mm-hmm. because no kid wants to take it. Good Lord, Caroline is getting it right now, and she cries until she falls asleep. Oh, poor baby. Ooh. Yeah. 
But like none of us want to, none of us want to like get, uh, I say none of us. And that, and this comes back to like, I think about us as, uh, you know, as pastors in a position to impart, to speak, to use a podcast, to use a live stream, to use a sermon, to use a worship set, to use whatever we got to just give people a taste of God has so much more for you through Jesus Christ. And if you would just lean in just a little bit, you'll taste it and you're going to want more. You're going to want more. And, and I think it's in that process that you're, that you begin to go, okay, fine, God, I've got some stuff. I got some stuff. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of people, there's that wall there. There's that hardness, you know, to me, it's the journey. Like the first, the first step is like, you know, grace allowing us to see God for who He really is. Like that first time of going, yeah. you know, God's not who you think He is. God doesn't operate the way you think He does. <laughs> the, for the unbeliever, maybe. Yeah, and you're right because we do personify Him. We go, He's got a limit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, and, go ahead. And then, and to me, it's like the progression. The next thing is, you know, you're not who you think you are either. <laughs> Based on who God is, like you, you, right? Now you, mm-hmm. there's a new identity mm-hmm. that you're we're living into. Mm-hmm. Who, you, how you think of yourself, how how you lo- how can you love others if you don't love yourself? Mm-hmm. That's one big thing. And then the the next thing is you're maturing is you see others differently too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that progression of mm-hmm. God is way different than you think. You're not who you think you are. Your it, it's it's your life is way more, has way more meaning yeah, than, than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, God's mm-hmm. got plan and purpose for you and identity, and then the next thing is, well, okay, this, the application is you got to do this those for people others too. too. Like God, people are going to see who God is, His nature through how you give grace. That's them. right. That's mm-hmm. right. And it goes back to that story you told of your papa, because um, I mean, those just examples that we have of people in our life who have shown grace, um, unexpected, yeah. like just floored me. Now, at the time, I was like, I, I'm not going to get in trouble. Yes. Broken yeah. window. Yeah. But honestly, for 15, 15, maybe 12, 13, whatever it was, walking out and seeing him replacing that window. Got you a little bit. Got me. Mm. It didn't get, it, it, it puzzled me then. It floored me on the day of his funeral. It floored me. It just, I was, it was, the, it was right here and I had mm-hmm. to swallow it down almost tears and the it just hit me it's yeah. just like god look that is that's it you know so anyway just one of those moments it was it was before i it was when i started working at fumc that i understood why anytime i did something really bad like the punishment never fit the crime <laughs> you know and i was just like the worst stuff i do the less my parents get on to me for it i don't understand why but and then you just, and then you you have that light bulb moment. You go, oh, they were sparing me from what I deserve, mm. and sh- and showing me that their love is bigger than what I did. Yeah, that's and, the mercy and grace right there. And then, and you really don't realize you you want <laughs> grace or need grace until someone's already ge- you've already received it, and after the fact, almost, yeah. or at least it has been for me. Yeah. Well, we've got three parents in the room, and I, I will stand by this statement that I think we, I've learned more about grace as a parent mm. than I did at just from, I learned grace from my parents, but I see now, yeah, like you said, like yeah. see, there are certain instances where the punishment didn't fit the crime, mm-hmm. and it's complete grace. Like it was, it been, like the, the blemish has been washed clean, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. and you're expecting the hammer to come down. Yeah. The foot to drop, whatever yeah. <laughs> saying you want to, yeah. and it doesn't. The foot doesn't drop. You know, yeah. Why? What's going on? This yeah. is so weird. Is, are they delaying? Is the there, there... Are they teasing me? Are they coming around up? the corner? <laughs> Sitting <laughs> in my room, and it stewing. never comes. Yeah. yeah, it never comes. And somewhere along the line, God speaks to the heart of a parent and says, "You know what? This mm-hmm. is me with you. Yeah, this is me with Oof. you every day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I don't know when it was. It was still in the in the time frame where Mallory would get uh, the no-no spoon every now and then. Um, that was a wooden spoon we used, and it it worked well enough that we could just set it on top of the door frame in, like, the living room, 
and we could just go, Mallory, yeah, do you want the no? But there was a couple of times, and I don't rem- I don't even remember what occurred or anything like that. But she deserved the no-no spoon, and she just had crocodile tears about it. And I mean, she was very, very upset about knowing punishment would be coming. And um, I sat down with her, and I said, "Mallory, do you know what grace means?" And she said, "No." And I said, well, this is going to be grace because I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you the no-no spoon. And, and that doesn't mean what you did was wrong, but you're not going to get it this time. I want you to learn that, that, that God has, he forgives us of our sins and, um, he, he shows us love in such a, you know, these big ways and, um, course you start to see the tears start to, to dry up because and i'm sure her first thought like you justin Sweet. was not getting in trouble not getting the no-no spoon okay. um but she's remembered that conversation um i mean she had to have been i don't know maybe six or seven i don't know maybe maybe younger but we've had that conversation since then many times like um i want to teach her about grace and and intentionally because oh my goodness if we can equip our kids to get it before we got it you know how much more prepared will and it doesn't mean everything will be perfect and all that i mean life's going to happen but you know I, I feel that that great sense of beyond being a pastor or whatever of teaching teaching my daughter but don't we and I, you said it and just hit me like isn't the like the the end all of all of this kind of comes, you know, you know, the, the church capital C we've, we've almost taken grace to the, the way we've taught it and the way we've administered it and discussed it. It's almost like, you know, we've, we, we talk about, you know, uh, the discipline of God and, mm-hmm. and, you know, fear of punishment has been a tool of the church capital C yeah. for, for centuries you know, unfortunately, sure. yeah, you read unfortunately, church history. yeah, yeah, right, yeah, and but the great, to me, the great re- redirection of of someone's behavior is when they don't get what they mm-hmm. thought was coming. Yep, that changes a person mm-hmm. from to the core mm-hmm. who they are. Just not, oh, I escaped the judgment. Like like my my grandfather, you know, mm-hmm. thinking of that moment. That that's you know, grace will redirect behavior. Yeah. The, the great belief, you know, mm-hmm. the doxy of grace will redirect the practice, you know, the, the how mm-hmm. we behave quicker than the fear of, you know, bracing for the, for the, for the boom of, yeah. of punishment. Yeah. And God says, you know, yeah, you will suffer con- consequences of what you do here on this earth. If you murder somebody, you're going to jail. Yeah. It's right? Just, yeah. It's just the way it is. You know, I'll forgive. You're going to still suffer some consequence for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, you know, we... I work with students, and we think a lot about you know redirecting mm-hmm. adolescent behavior, sure. and trying to channel that towards being obedient to God and forsaking what the world is saying, yeah. what the norms mm. are for them. And I've learned that grace is the is is the way. Like it, it, you know, I, you, we worry too much that they're going to abuse grace, and we should be teaching it, administering it, showing mm-hmm. them that, and and then that tends to redirect. Yeah. The behavior, change the behavior. Yeah. Well, wouldn't, I mean, not that we want anyone to abuse anything, but wouldn't we rather teach someone and offer grace and yeah, they might abuse it over them just abusing their lives in sin? Or not, or rejecting grace altogether. Yeah. Right. Saying it's all about what you do or what right, you don't do. Right. You better act right. And totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's one of the things I'm going to mention this Sunday in my message, you know, that uh, without um, without the, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at my notes here, without grace, orthodoxy is just a legal document. It's just law. That's all it is. I mean, and Jesus came to fulfill the law. The law was not enough. The law, mm-hmm. the only thing the law is able to do, Paul writes about this, is prove that you have sinned. Guilty or innocent. That's all the law. That's that's the only power the law was ever supposed to have. 
Um, and without grace, orthopraxy is just being a good citizen. It's just, you know, do right, follow the rules, and, and you know, so here is the law, and carry out the law. Well, the whole reason we have a new covenant is because we couldn't, humanity couldn't do that. And so we needed the grace of God. And, you know, Kristen Bembry, our kids pastor, said something um, just in conversation that I thought was interesting. She and her husband were part of the weekend. And she said the one thing she was kind of waiting for was the one switch gear. And I'm not saying fault or anything like that, but she said, I was waiting to hear Jesus changes everything. Like, because we obviously were not leaving Jesus out of this equation. Um, I mean, Jesus is the, the embodiment of the grace of God. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and that's where the, that's where everything, you know, meets like it it all comes to Jesus yeah. it all comes there like if you think you're too good you know cuz you were talking earlier about like you're not who you think you are in a good way but there's also a um you know you you might not be who you think you are you know and there might be there is some stuff that need that does need to be addressed and approached and all that um I mean, Jesus is the culmination of it all, and it all comes back there. And um, I think I'll just repeat what I said earlier. Like to when we fully grasp grace, like you, it it changes how you respond, react, think, um, plan, wonder, hope, wish, pray. I mean, aspects of our lives, everything. Um, it's so so powerful yeah so wow is there is there anything more we want to talk about um let let's let's lead into what you got coming on sunday well yeah i'm we're continuing our doxy praxy series of course and i think what justin talked about this past sunday is going to lead into your sermon pretty nicely yeah it is it is because we're we're talking just about uh, we're going to be in in First John two, and and you know you're going to see some contrasts that John gives us, light and darkness, and mm -hmm. and those kinds of things, and um, this, and, and really what John does, and and Justin, I really appreciated this point you made Sunday that yes, John wrote about love a lot, but he, I mean, it was like, hey, listen up, like it's not going to feel good talking about love, but. The end result will be this, you know, it's very, again, that mirror in front of our face. But um, John, he he indicates, he shows us this inconsistency between profession of faith and conduct, an inconsistency between belief and behavior and, you know, the doxy-praxy, he does right. this. And so we're going to, we're going to look at that and, and talk about, why here here's what's in why did John even write this because there was a, a culture around them of gnostic christians that that um just maintained that a believer you can do whatever you want there's that license mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want because because this is what you know and then and then so it was like this this combination of some different um uh, beliefs faith uh and then combining it with some christian teaching how crazy is it that in the year 2021, mm -hmm. it's still that way? It is still yeah. that. It, it's still that way. way. Do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, I, I've had students, you know, that I've had to gently confront over the years. Mm -hmm. With grace. With grace. <laughs> I love you. This is not going to feel like love. I promise you it is. And the response sometimes is, I still love Jesus. Well, but there's a disconnect between the confession mm -hmm. and the and the and the living out of that mm -hmm. I mean, big yeah. time you know yeah. and we've made it okay yeah to do so sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i just it just reminds me again of just that the need for maturing in the faith which is why um i like us walking through first john together i just think we i don't care how old you are you 12 10 <laughs> 52 i mean it doesn't matter like wherever you are we if we're still breathing, then there's an opportunity for us to grow and mature in our faith. And, um, 
you know, I want to, it sounds weird, but it's like, I want to help people move past the cross, but I don't mean that in a bad way, you know, um, kind of like what I said, I think it was the, uh, you know, like, yes, we need the cross, but there's an empty tomb, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what that represents is the possibility for us, our lives to be completely different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, so I know I, I, you mentioned it, like, isn't it interesting that all the, the guy, uh, all the, the people in, in scripture that wrote these letters and wrote these books, mm-hmm. especially the ones that had like, that hung out with Jesus, like their, they, their minds are so serious. Mm-hmm. They're so urgent about the message. Have you noticed that? Like, yeah. Yeah. Peter is like, we're not playing games. James is not, I'm not playing games. Yeah. The tongue is a fire. Yeah. You don't, you don't, we don't mess around. All John is the same way. They're all, their minds are so, er, their words are so urgent. Mm -hmm. They're not messing around because they know like it's that important. Yeah. Every one of them that hung out with Jesus at all, they saw it with their own eyes. He says, we Mm -hmm. build his glory. Yes. We've All seen that, him. We've touched we've him. We've seen him. We've touched him. This is serious. This is so serious. This is like life and death. This is not, we can just take it or leave this. You know, I'm just giving you some guidelines an option. to possibly live by. Mm-mm. They're all like, no, this is this the is way it. it is. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Like, it, it, that hit me reading John. It's like, John, yeah. apostle of love, he's bringing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a hammer. He's still got, he's still a son of thunder, even he though he's a son of thunder. That's right. Um, and the, I mean, and you think about the end that most of those guys met was not pretty at all. No. Um, I mean, they they died for their beliefs. Um, they would not recant. They would not change. And so, um, and it's that, it, to me, that is, I mean, obviously we can't be in the physical presence of Jesus like they were, but as we mature in our faith, we we get to know him and um that's that's the 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 powerful thing that that we get to live into so so yeah that's i don't know if i'm even answered your question josh yeah you're just kind <laughs> but of yeah the, it's kind of where we're going this yeah. sunday and and looking forward to that so and looking forward to we got we have a uh you know usually you might think of the summer as like a eh, blah, blah you know it's summer but, you know, like we had staff meeting this morning, and I'm very excited about what's in store in uh, June and full. July it's and be a busy yeah, summer leading sure. into August and with our students. And it's going to be a, a really good opportunity. And, and uh, as I, I'll say again, you know, seeing faces back mm-hmm. uh, we haven't seen in, in over a year, it's been really good to see to see people and, and then be back. So mm-hmm. it's just a good time before we wrap up justin Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about what students have coming up what they got going on and anything special you want to share um yeah yeah actually um there's a couple of things obviously we're gearing gearing up for summer activities and you know that both middle school and high school groups are going to be um have mission opportunities in front of us uh during the summer then the month of june the middle schoolers are gonna uh serve the great city of Valdosta and Lowndes county and and they're going to stay here and do kind of a, you know, uh, we, we love our city. We're going to serve our right. city. And I love that. And um, the high schoolers are returning to an old, you know, stomping ground of ours Man. in New Orleans, Louisiana. Of course, we anyone who knows about New Orleans knows that, you know, there's pre-Katrina and post-Katrina. And yep. they will always be in the post-Katrina era, which is, it's, yep. a, it's, a, it's a beautiful city, beautiful people, but broken and... Um, one of the most impoverished yep. metropolitan areas in you know in on this yeah. continent you yep. know so it's mm. like you know we're going to serve that city we, love, we have a great love for it we've been there several several years and we haven't been able to be there in a while so we're going back in the end of June and of course in August is is uh, Jesus's life weekend and that's gonna be awesome yeah it's gonna be what, great what? and um, it's gonna course, be so good uh, should I tell them about Will. Uh, yeah. Well, yep. yeah. He's listening. Hey, Will, so. if you're listening, um, we 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 w- want to introduce uh, uh, someone who, you know, t- for many of our folks, they already know Will. Will Steinberg is is coming on. If you if you watch online, it's the tall, 
shadowy figure like mystery science with theater. With his hands up. That's, yeah, that's yeah, on the front the row. Time, yeah. Which is dancing and Because he's like eight foot four or something. Yeah, he's humongous. Makes one camera almost unusable. <laughs> but this 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 young man um, grew up in our student ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen him grow in his in his faith, and he has a heart for people, a heart for, for ministry, and we're bringing him on um, this summer uh, to work with our students and uh, middle school and and some high school too, and um, anything we, you know, will anything we. I got need some you to do, Sunday right? morning ideas for him too. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. So <laughs> we we uh, we're excited. We're we're yeah. happy to have him, and and we can't wait to to see what God has for us this summer. Yeah, so. and I just love giving opportunities to for people to kind of put their toe in the water of ministry and be like, okay, what is this? You know. What's, what, what do you want to do with this, God? Yeah. So, and we'll see. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I love Will. He's awesome. Yeah, All so right. middle school students, you're in for uh, uh, some, some Will Steinberg that's this but summer. The younger middle schoolers already know Will Steinberg yeah. because he helped with Porch Kids so that's much he while did. he was here. He sure yeah. did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, he's, just, he's basically getting con- to continue with the kids that he started helping with. So I think that's... Speaks yeah. a lot to him, and he embodies what we're all about oh, here. Oh yeah, you know, and I, you know, he's you know passionate about about worship. We're a worshiping community. We're kind mm-hmm. of you know one of the things we're known for is just you know we want to be free. We have freedom in worship, and not just musical worship, but just to 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 have a passion for for who God is and what He's doing in the world. And so, Will Will Amen. is all those things. So. He is. He is. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. But I. If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure you like it and you share it. Especially yeah. if you got got a friend or something on your heart that um, you want you want to help them understand what grace. grace. Yeah, and you especially if you're like me and you don't have the words to explain grace. I think Shannon and Justin did a fantabulous job explaining. Um, so if you need if you have someone that needs to yeah or share you, this yeah, with them for share sure. with them and. Uh, yeah, that's it. Write us a write us a review. Yep. That helps too. So, um, I was just oh, congratulations, Joshua, for making it through the podcast without falling asleep. Cause Dude, <laughs> not that not because the topic was boring, but because you have a sick child at it home. Is. So, so yeah, it's so not good fun. job, good job. Well, hey, listeners, we really, really, really appreciate you, and um, love just just being being a part of your day. Hope that you are blessed by the grace of God today. So, yes. is All that right. it? That's it. All right. All right, we'll see you later. See you, bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.